Because that's our theme song now. All right, welcome back to the Josh and Ethan show. We were off last week because um, 4th of July and I was busy with music camps. I'm a bit less busy now. We have Owen here from our second ever episode. He'll be on with us in an episode that will drop right after this one. But right now, quickly, Joshua and I are going to run through the last two weeks of Fighter Fest. And why is the recording... Oh, the recording is working. Okay. Sorry. Um, I'm in Michigan right now with Owen's family, so we have a weird setup. So, Joshua, you want to get right into it? Uh, yeah. So, uh, if you want to like pull up the card. Yeah, let me... Um, I think our gain is right, but actually, I'm going to take us out and we'll be back in one minute. All right, so we're here now, and we'll run through the first night of Fighter Fest first, and let's see. Let's just run through it. All I right, so match one was private party, right? What? I believe match one was private party. No, that was right? night two. Night one was um Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus beating MJF and Wardlow. So oh this, yeah. This yeah. is this is MJF's first loss where a team he was on was being where he was directly on the losing ends of the match but he's still unpinned and unsubmitted and that's what matters but um i mean i think Wardlow has a lot of potential um and of course jungle boy and mjf are just the best so i really enjoyed this match it's probably my favorite match of the last two weeks but um i thought it was great everyone's super athletic they had the good dynamic between all the guys yeah i mean I, I kind of knew, like, like every, I think everyone knew going into that match that it wasn't going to be a clean finish because it's kind of not, like, it doesn't make sense to have a clean finish for that yeah. match because I think AEW really wants uh, Jungle, or Jurassic Express to have a good record, but also they want MJF to be, like, undefeated yeah. until, like, like, I don't know where they're going with it, but, like, they want that to be the thing for a while. I think they're going for him but beating Moxley. Maybe. But, um, I still thought it was pretty good. Yeah. And I didn't mind the finish because, like, it was the heels cheating and then failing to cheat and causing themselves to cheat themselves into a position where they were allowed to be beaten. So it wasn't like they yeah. were just handing Jurassic Express to win. And I, I think they needed yeah. that. And MJF is really hurt. Wardwell will be fine of it because his record's still pretty good. And Jungle Boy definitely needed some sort of win against um, MJF in some form. Um, yeah. She to beat Penelope Ford. I thought this match was awesome. Like, I thought the match would be fine. Like, lots of people really hate on Ford. I think her acrobats, like, high spots are fine. But um, apparently Kenny lay out this match like he lays out all of them. And sometimes it can be a bit weird because, like, not all the women are at Kenny's level. And these two aren't either. But um, I thought they did a really good job with the match. And... It was just really fast-paced. I like the finish of, well, she kicks out a Falcon Arrow, so I'm just going to near and head and pin her. I think that's a good way. It's very New Japanish the way she does those finishes. And I love the Falcon Arrow where she hit the Falcon Arrow and Ford rolled through and got the near fall. I actually kind of bit on that. But um, great match, in my opinion. Yeah, and I'm, like, I was very impressed with Penelope Ford because, you know, she's still relatively green. Yeah, I think she's been here for Not like really, four years. Not really, fairly. So, yeah. like... But at the same time, like, Sheeta can make anyone look good. But, I, I don't know. I was just really impressed with, especially Penelope Ford, because she, she, like, for her being as green as she is, she actually did a really great job. 
Yeah, they definitely did a great job of playing to her strengths. All right. A match that I was actually really interested in was Cody beating Hager to retain the TNT title. So I'm really invested in the Cody turning heel and teaming up with FTR and Spears. So yeah. And night two, there was actually a thing they did to further that. We'll get to that quickly. But um, I I really liked how it was just like Oklahoma mat wrestling, like amateur style, basically, which was what they shoot did. And um, yeah. The wacky ping fall was great. Um, I mean, I think it's good because it kind of shows. Well, Cody barely got out of it, so he was protected. But like on deeper layer, it's like. Cody can't even win, and also Cody's like four weeks into this thing. He took last week off to like train for this match with a press conference, and then this week he can't even like he gets the win in like a very disputed fashion, but it's not like he's cheating yet. So like you can really see the arc of him really struggling to hold on to the title because he passed out in keeping the title. Yeah, I don't know. I wasn't as for you know, Cody matches normally pretty awesome, but I wasn't a huge fan of this one. Yeah, it's very a style thing. I think it just depends on how much you like the amateur stuff, and I pre- I enjoyed it a lot. But um, I also I love Hager's heel wife. Between the promos for the Moxley match, like if Hager loses, I just don't know if he'll be able to come home. You might have to sleep on the street because we're a household of winners and champions. Like, and then like the slaps and the water splashes. I think Hager's wife is just great, and she should probably be in your circle. Yeah. Say there were like a handful of times in that match where Hager kind of looked dumb. Where like yeah, I don't know, like especially towards the like after the match, like it kind of didn't make sense, like some of the stuff that they did. But I th- I don't think it'll hurt him long term. Yeah, because honestly, this is like out of all the Fighter Fest matches, th- that one's probably the one I remember the least. Yeah, and honestly, like it was a bit weird. But it's okay, because I don't care if heels are dumb. Like, I'm supposed to be rooting against them. At least it's not, like, dumb baby faces. Like, I'm fine with dumb heels. Yeah. Um, Private Party beat Proud and Powerful. I mean, it's fine. Private Party's new music. They were kind of carrying themselves like heels a bit, so I wonder if they're turning on Matt Hardy. Matt Hardy, I think, is a good corner for them, and I think even just on a backstage environment, they'll learn a lot from him. Because they're really going to be big stars, but they're still a bit green. But, um... I don't know. I I probably would have put Proud and Powerful over. I mean, there is the thing of like, well, they can just take one loss here instead of a win and the loss. So maybe it's better to just take the loss. But um, I did enjoy the private party can't that match. We'll get to. But um, that was your replacement basically for Moxley Cage because WWE screwed them out of that with Renee Young getting COVID. But um, yeah, I thought the match was fine. Just they need to work on Proud Powerful's record again because my, they're close to 500. My dad, my dad said that he wouldn't be surprised if, like, or, I, like, I don't know what he was trying to say. I think he was joking, but, like, I can see it happening with, like, Joey Janela, like, with Joey Janela and Sunny Kiss. Like, that was kind of thrown together and it was kind of random. But, like, with Private Party and Matt Hardy... My dad was probably like, they'll probably end up merging together at some point, and they'll they'll end up being like have some like corny name like like Party Hardy or something like that. Yeah. There, there was a- I, like, I to me personally, I don't understand. Like, I do understand why Matt Hardy's like teaming with 
or, or like on in private party's corner, but I don't really see where it's going. Yeah, probably them turning on him long term, but um, we'll see. Or they're gonna do trios belts on the Jericho Cruise next year, so maybe they those guys go deep in the trios belt tournament. I don't see them winning it, but they they can do things like that. But um, I think um, I think it's a good long term direction, and they've teased it in BT a bit, so it doesn't feel out of nowhere. Um, yeah. And then the best friends lost to Kenny and Hangman. It was expected. It was a bit flatter than I thought it would be. I expected quite a bit more, but it definitely wasn't bad. The, the tag team title match? Yeah. I, well, I will say that for sure, I think it goes without saying that the week two match was hands down way better. Yeah. But I don't know. I, I, I really enjoyed the week one. I, I don't think, like, I just think, like, it was kind of underwhelming. Yeah. Cause, because uh, Isaiah Cassidy and what's-his-face, I forgot his name, like, they're both high flyers, they can both do crazy stuff, and yeah, you saw kind of that, cause, but that's their thing, like, that's, that's like, their wow factor, we, like, we didn't really see a lot of that, it was more like, I don't know, I, like, I guess technical spots were, like, but they're, they're, I mean, don't get me wrong, they still did some, like, good high-flying wrestling, but I don't know. I, I see what you mean, like, I, I definitely prefer Week 2's match, but I still think, like, it was relatively good. But I think just compared to the rest of, I think both of uh, Hangman Page and, and uh, Kenny's matches and uh, Private Party's matches, it wasn't their best. Yeah, well, I, ju- I just think what hurt them... Well, especially with the best friends, because they were building them up so strong, is these guys have to be, like, the most dominant champions right now to build up FTR and the Bucks challenging. So, I think it's it hurt the match, because they had to take a lot more than they normally would, and, like, there were a lot less near falls and stuff. And that's okay for the long-term build, but I think in the immediate, it took the match from, like, a four or four and a half, like, down half a star, probably. And I think that's what yeah. the long-term effect was. Though I think I favored the second one, because I kind of knew, like, okay, prep party are weak challengers. So the fact that they kind of only got a certain amount of offense, I was okay with. But the best friends being nine and three going into the match, I felt they should have gotten a bit more. Yeah. All right. So, um, here we go. Why am I? Something is wrong here. Here we go. All right. Um, so yeah, we talked about the opener, Kane Hingman. Um, beat Pride Party. Um, so Archer beat Janela. This was good. I don't know what's going on with Janela. He should turn heel on Sunny Kiss. I mean, I like Sunny Kiss as a face, but I don't like Janela as a face. And this is just a big monster match for Archer, but uh, it was fine. Janela bumped a lot. It was good. I'm also really glad that they didn't just like, like job out Janela. Like they actually had him put up a fight, and there was actually like some points where it was like, oh, Janela is actually like, like he's a genuine competition for for yeah. Lance Archer. He didn't seem like a jobber. It's just I feel like he has so much more of a, as a heel. And then um, yeah, Tavis gave Brian Cage the FTW Championship from ECW. This is cool. It's a bit weird. I mean, like if Moxley beats Cage, which I assume he is, like is he the FTW champion now? But I mean, it's just like a cool heel belt. I like it. 
Yeah, but um, I don't know if it's something that like it'll be like Cody or um Moxley, where it's like you see a little gold or red point by their name when they come out. But I think it's a good thing to kind of give him some heat back. I kind of would have done it after he lost the world title match to give him some heat back, but I think it's fine. Yeah, like well, if if it's like if it's not gonna be like a title to put on the line and defend and stuff like that. I wonder how that, like, it'll be incorporated. Or, like, if it's something that'll just be, like, passed around. He defended on Dark against Pillman Jr., who's coming in, but he's a jobber right now. So, um, I think they're just kind of probing the waters of it being, like, a heel thing. Like, oh, yeah, I'm defending my title. I'll give this jobber a shot. And, like, they can, so, like, they can do stuff like that. But I don't think it's one that, like, you'll see on a pay-per-view, like, FTW yeah. World like world championship defense against Tangman Page. Like I don't think it will be something that big of a thing. But we'll see. I mean, there's options with it. Alright. Um this is one of my favorite matches of the pandemic era. Butcher Blade and the Wucha Bros beat the Young Bucks and FTR. I think this this match was really good and it has my favorite spot that i've seen in a really long time that canadian destroyer was insane that that destroyer onto all the people outside was awesome that is my favorite spot i've seen in such a long time that was insane yeah actually um on our second show that we're gonna do right now we can um we can actually watch that and get owen's reaction as a non-wrestling fan because i basically showed owen some um some will osprey and abushi and he likes like some of the crazy jumps they do. We'll have to see what he thinks of the Canadian destroyer into the pile. But um it was um it was just great. But um I love, love, loved Cash Wheeler formerly um Dash Wilder wearing the glove like Spears has been. So those guys are definitely a part of the group. But I think Kelly's the fourth horseman because it seems like he's turning heel. But um the match was great. Bucks and FTR like got together very well because it's not WWE. It's obvious, but then there was one super kick at the end. Then they shook hands afterwards. So it's like super slow burn. I'm just loving it. It's so good. Yeah, they're they're really trying to slowly slowly build up that Bucks uh, FTR match. Yeah, and I'm, I I I think I think there are some people that are like that don't like the build up, but I personally think it's great. Oh, yeah. Because it's something that people have been an- anticipating for so long, and now they're slowly building up to it. I yeah. think it's great. And so it's like, we've waited this long, we can wait longer. And also, like, not to get into, like, the COVID stuff, because I kind of just don't want to talk about that anymore. But, like, Ford is seeing resurgence, but they were doing pretty well for a while. So if they can get this back under control, like, you could see them being able to allow, like, one-fifth, one-fourth, one-third, like, fan population, like, required masks, fever checks. And once, like... Yeah. The AW's done a great job making their fans have people in, but it's not the same as when you have like that really natural pop for things. No, like not like the AW fans are robotic, like the AW ones are. It's just like it's you need that big pop, and I think this is one of those matches that you want to save till you can at least have a couple real fans in the building. So I think they have to drag it out another couple months till they can get some real people in there. Um, I would say I would say they would wait till all in. But I think even that might be a little soon. I think Owen's too soon to... I mean, we don't really know. I think Owen's too soon to have... Or All Out, you mean? 
I think you could it depends on where Ford is because they're not leaving Jacksonville because it's outdoors and because they basically own the building so those are two major pluses during the pandemic era so I maybe they can have like a few people all out but I don't think we'll have like a hearty amount of fans to like full gear probably I feel like it's going to be a little bit longer on that but um Hope we didn't because, get a couple. Well, like, because All In is, I guess, kind of like AEW's WrestleMania. Yeah. So, it's like their big show. And they they said last year, because uh, me and Ethan were there live, they said last year Tony Khan came out at the end of the show. He was basically like, we want to do AEW uh, All Out here every year. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't know, like... It's a possibility they might not even, like, they might do, like, a replacement show for it. Yeah, they might have to stay in Florida, but maybe, like, this year they'll throw a TVR away, like, a bit. Because, like, he always wants to do the pre-Thanksgiving there, like, in um in the Sears Center. But maybe what they'll do is they'll be like, we're going to throw a TVR away because we couldn't do all out here this year. We had to be in Florida still. But, hey, n- like, next year all out will continue to be here every year, so... We'll see. Um, this next match I didn't even watch. I watched the promo afterwards. Nyla Rose squashed two jobbers in a handicap match. And then she talked about how she's getting a manager. I've heard people say it's Vicky Guerrero. That should be fun. It looks like they're doing a freeway between her, Ford, and Cheetah. Because that's the two women that she has been most recently. A lot of people are like are on the fence with Vicky. I, I don't uh, care. I, per- I personally think that it's fantastic. It might actually just be genius. I think she's great. Vicky Guerrero is so entertaining, and Nyla is relatively good on the mic, but I think having Vicky by her side is so much yeah. better. And you can also kind of do like the Lance and Jake thing, where you have like someone who's like brilliant on the mic, and then you can have the big monster talk a little bit, like just to like show like, okay, they have some personality that are decent, but it's like it limits the amount that they have to stretch themselves when they have such a good talker as a manager. And yeah, I think that's going to be a really good dynamic between the two of them. Especially because, like, Vicky's really small, so it's going to make Nyla look even bigger, like, just standing next to Vicky, like, little things like that. Kind so, of like the Heyman-Lesnar deal. Yeah. So, um, that's great. So, Cabana, Brody, Wayne, Stu Grayson beat SCU. Stu Grayson was awesome in this match. Cole Cabana had some big injury. Um, he gets the pin again. Hema- that hematoma was yeah. brutal. Um, Brody gives Colt the pin again. Colt looks like he's joined the Dark Order. And I drove by Pro Wrestling Tees on my way out here, so I'm wondering if they're going to start selling, like, Dark Order masks or Pro Wrestling Tees if he joins. But, um, yeah, cool. I love the match. Stu Grayson was brilliant in it. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I didn't really know who Stu Grayson was, but, like, he was probably the highlight of the match because he was doing some, like, there was some stuff that he was pulling out of nowhere. Yeah, I wasn't a huge fan at first, but I think it was a match with SCU after they got the bye, and so SCU beat someone in the first round of the tag title tournament, the original one, and I was like, yeah. Stu Grayson can, he can go, and he was pretty good in the um the freeway where they won that, where they won the opportunity to beat the best friends or to buy it all out. Um, it was like fight for the fall or fire fest last year or something, so he's good. Um, so. Jericho beat Orange Cassidy in the main event. 
I thought this was just great. I didn't think it was as good as the Ape Man, but I thought it was really well done. Jericho definitely did his style of kind of like a mix between like almost like a 70s territorial wrestling and then like an early 2000 WWE world title match. And like it's working so well for him, but then like he works in the moves of kind of like some of his more New Japan Mexico stuff. And then he has the like then he plays to his opponent's strength, so he's just so good. I mean, Orange loses, but that's okay. He got so much out of this match. He kicked out of every one of Jericho's finishers, survived the walls twice, except for the Juice effect, which he lost to. But um I mean, Honestly, I think I think it's like yeah, he still he lost, but it, it this was match was still great for him because he was kind of just seemed like he was kind of a gimmick up until that point. Well, not really because he wrestled some, but like that really cemented him as a legitimate guy. Yeah, and um, I think now you can like I rebound him that way, and I think the people who were there live for um all out or no not all out revolution when um we saw that. I was there live for that, and that, of course, the six and a quarter, I think it was, what did Meltzer get six and a quarter, right? Or was it just six? But um, the tag match was, like, the greatest game I've ever seen. It was awesome. But yeah. after that, it's, like, the Rose chris Allender match suffered. But the orange match and the Pac match, like, we were so hot for that match. But it also, like, recharged us, because he has that thing of, like, he'll get you super into it. But, like, even as you're giving out all this energy, like, he's also giving you energy back. So, I think, like, anyone who's there really saw him as a star. But now, just, like, to the mainstream TV audience, he's seen as a main eventer. I don't know. Like, I, Orange, like, I was very impressed. Like, especially, like, the beginning of the match. With that whole sequence that he did with his hands in his pocket, that was pretty awesome. Yeah. But... Like there were, there were like there was some times where I legitimately thought that Orange Cassidy was going to beat Jericho, which was great. Yeah, I had um, and then I have a quick NXT note. Um, Keith Lee became dual champion. I don't care because Adam Cole should have won the title on TV. This came out of nowhere. It feels like a disgusting build. So Adam Cole's probably leaving. Hopefully, going to like AW or New Japan or something. And um, honestly. Like, I like Keith Lee, but this guy, before Vince found out that he was big and put him over huge on Survivor Series, this guy was going to turn heel for being such a jobber because Hunter had no idea what to do with him. Then now he's just this monster that's being, like, Gargano, Bauer, Cole. He's, like, theoretically by, like, extension of, like, beating people, being Chompa. Like, he's being everyone. And he's where we just transitional champion for Karrion Cross, who's had, like, three matches. So, it doesn't even feel like he's a real champion, but... Who cares? And the Indu share guy leaked the finish on Instagram a while ago, so everyone already knew it was going to happen. I mean, yeah. Yeah. I, I read, I think it was Bleacher Report, where they were saying that they had plans for Adam Cole after he lost, but Vince kind of dropped them because I guess he doesn't, like, I guess he's not, like, a WWE, like, he's not a sports entertainer. Like, but he's too small, pal. Because he's he's yeah he's small, but at the same time, like some of the guys that he has put over before, they are smaller than him. Yeah, but Rey Mysterio is a star, pal. Like I'm cool, yeah, isn't? Rey Myster- like Rey Mysterio, he's like yeah. the tiniest man on the roster. No, it's just and a stupid Vince thing. But you know, 
I feel like I feel like legitimately, if Vince played his cards right, I feel like putting the Undisputed Era on SmackDown and having them go at it with the New Day would have been a good start. Yeah. And I just I just think that Undisputed Era on SmackDown, because like, SmackDown needs to expand their their tag team division. Actually, Raw does too, because the tag team division on like of the main roster is awful right now. Yeah, well, when Heyman was in charge, I would have wanted them to go to Raw because Heyman would do a great job with them. Now that Pritchard is just running every show, it's like, what show do we think Vince is paying less attention to? The one that's only two hours or the one that doesn't make as much money because it's not on Fox? Like, then you just want to put him wherever Vince is watching less because we'll see how small everyone is and we'll be like, oh, we got to bury him, pal. Yeah, it sucks because there's a lot, there's a lot they can do with Adam Cole, but we just we everyone knows that it's not going to happen because he's not the size Vince wants him to be. Yeah, so that is our quick wrestling report, and either we will just you will hear us drop off and come right back in with basically a new episode just in the same podcast episode, or we will post an entirely new episode tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Hey, so we're, this week we're doing an extra episode, we're doing two episodes, um, I guess kind of, kind of to make up for last week, only doing the one, um, but today we're having a guest, we, he's been on the show, he's our only guest, I think. Um, only guest, yeah. It's, yeah, it's Owen Wellner, uh, he's the fingerboarder, if you guys remember, and today we're going to be taking a look at one of the greatest content creators of all time we're going to be taking a look at badlands chugs so specifically if you want to watch along for this video sorry we only have two mics own iron michigan together but um i will be passing the mac the mic back and forth with him so um, just raise your hand if you want to say something but um we have if you want to follow along it's two like t-w-o comma then two just the number like in the number logo leader coke and mentos double barrel chug don't try us at home, exclamation mark, battle on chugs. This is from February of this year, yet somehow it only has 278,298 views. It needs more. All four of our podcast listeners, go watch this now. If you want to follow along, we're going to be starting at the timestamp 222, and that is when he is eight seconds into his chug, and just wait till you see this burp. All right, we're going to take it in, then we'll all review it. Thomas A. Review Channel. Thank you. So I just want to pause. He is, um... He has put the Mentos in between his teeth as... He has both two ear coke bottles, which Valenchex has a very large head and hands. So the two ear bottles look like normal bottles against him. But instead of opening up his throat like he usually has done, the coke is frothing immediately when it hits the Mentos. So it's spraying out in between the two bottles into his mouth like a water fountain and is leaking all down his shirt and spraying into his face. So um, we'll just continue from here.
I need a sound bite of that. That sounds alien. He sounds like he's drowning himself. <laughs> yeah, it's... So, we'll continue it, then we'll go back and just listen to that. But that was 38 seconds, and he had, like, three quarters of the bottle, I'll say. But he's just drenched in Coke and Mentos. I love how he spits the Mentos out at the camera after he finishes, and... Like a savage beast. Like yeah. a savage beast he is. And... After that's gonna come off as kind of racist, given the times we're in. I won't say it like that. Not at all. Okay, but, um... And basically... What? He had dribble down his chain of just pure coke. I don't know how much of that he got down, because it was so much fizz so yeah so everyone go ahead watch this bound chugs you but we're here to super burp one more time because you have to like the struggle like just hearing him struggle to down down that so yeah. that is so funny it's like a build-up it's like and then it becomes like a roar pretty much uh yeah so that is great so everyone watch just all of badland chug stuff chugging the world one bottle at a time all right also everyone should watch morgues killing his mom i know this is kind of an old thing but Owen and i were going down a youtube route home we just have a list of videos that are brilliant oh is this the one where she falls off the roof no, no, wait, there's one where she falls off the roof? Yeah. Oh my gosh. We have one where she falls off the treadmill here. I'll look. How much brain damage does the Morgs family have? How much brain damage do they have? I know, we were talking, it's like, how am, how much must you hate yourself if you're in his videos? But there's um there's some good, I think the name is Starry Fish or something, but they do good edits of his videos. But, um, here, we're just gonna watch a quick clip of him killing his mom, and the audio is just atrocious. Her voice is so annoying, and his voice is so annoying. Basically calling his mom fat outside of when she needs to get exercise for his videos. That's great. So now there's a flashback to her holding, she's been paused, and she's holding on to her husband who's running, and she will now, they will now roll the clip of the previous time she fell off the treadmill and died, but her acting and stunt taking was really bad, so basically nothing happened to her, but this time she does much better, because I think she felt bad about her performance. So, she's screaming, and she sits down. And then she shifts her position of sitting, then freezes again, and says, what did you do that for? So, yeah, it's just horrible content. Well, um, now we have to see... It's like our podcast. 
Yeah. <laughs> wait, wait, make sure everyone heard that here. Just like our podcast. Yeah, I don't know if people can hear that. We're kind of doing our best to share a mic, but um. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see after this. Uh, yeah, it's tough, but um, it, it, this is quality content coming up here. So it's more kills his mom by legit Oreo sixty four. Mid twenty one seconds. We're at the twenty six second mark and get ready for the hype. Falls down. Jesus, what's going on? I don't know. There's like a car being stolen. Or so something. I I need a soundbite. Oh, I need a. Yeah, live PD is so fun. I love live PD. It's so funny. I need a soundbite of Morg's mom saying "No Morgan." No I have to. Morgan. I have to extract that. But basically, she falls back against the wall, then, like, fake face plants, then rolls to the side. It's so funny. Ethan, we need a podcast soundboard. We know. I am going to work on... I don't know what soundboards are like, but everyone, basically, the reason we didn't have an episode last week is I was doing tons of music camps, but I'm better at the software stuff now, so I'm going to work on making us a soundboard so we will have all of our podcast memes, and then we will be famous. But, um... So that's pretty great. And then we used to watch a time where he, his dad was hiding in U-Haul boxes and Morgs took an axe and started chopping up the U-Haul boxes with an axe, knowing his dad was inside of one of them. So of course we know it's fake, but it's just, it's so ludicrous. We have to watch it. Like, especially because his, like, his target audience is like small children. Yeah. And this is what he's putting out there. Like, it's not good. This is an edit of it by Heaven Baron on YouTube. So we'll watch this, and then we'll see if we have anything else to kind of ramble on about. Because we just need content to make up for last week. Pause, 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 pause. That's Morg's dad? I thought Morg's dad was the bald one. No, it just said that Morg's dad has hair. Whoa. The bald one is just bald Martin. What? So he didn't I kill his dad. his dad. Too. He killed bald Martin. There's, there's a new conspiracy where Morg's mom, uh, or Morg's has a stepdad, um, and Morg's mom is boning both of them. I think you can. I don't know if I have to mark it as explicit, but who cares? All right. Um. Wait, I didn't hear what he said. Jeez, the the audio's so messed up. Um, hope everyone can hear it. Morgan's mom is cheating on Bald Martin. <laughs> Basically, is what it is. Wait, it's uh, not. Okay, we are having a issue here. Where's the Where's the killing? Did we miss the treadmill killing? No, we need the axe killing. Oh. What? Oh no, I found Swing Bearer. So, Morg's mom has a YouTube channel. That I think it's like, we'll see how many subscribers. Um, It has... This is going to be a scary number, everyone. I just want... Brace yourselves. 
3.56 million subscribers. Cool. Morg's mom. So she, yeah. I this showed up on my recommended page. I don't know how. Morg's oh, mom. Eton e- Pankney is a Morg's fanboy confirmed. All right, but, um, somehow miraculously ended up on your recommended page. Yeah, but um, Morg's mom. Well, this isn't. This is actually like the podcast YouTube that we use for this, so I don't even know what it's like. But um, Morg's mom. Morg sucks. Diss track. Official music video. And it has the bald guy, so I think she left his dad for the bald guy, and that's why they're both in videos, because, like, they're coming together again for the money. Because the thumbnail is her and the bald guy. We have a Hot Ones ad here. I'm going to mute that. But, um... So that we don't get copyright claimed. um, Yeah. Because we're, like, we're crediting all these videos, but still, I just want to... We won't get copyrighted, because we're technically doing commentary on it, so it's fair to use. You're right. Wait, hold up, hold up, hold up. So Morgz curates his channel, I'm pretty sure, and he allowed a video telling so much truth about him that he has no friends, he quickspates, and his videos are cringe. <laughs> Alright, his mom's about to call him ugly. I, yeah, her mo- his mom is like the star of like half his video. I know. All right, his mom's about to call him ugly, which is always epic. So let's hear this. No one likes Morgz, but people at least like his mom just a little bit, just because she looks like a platypus. She does. And we are now going to get taken down for woman harassment claims. This is so epic. Oh my god, this is all so true. Morgan's mom is spitting facts. Bars. Oh, Morgan's mom, my favorite rapper. Oh. Why is she in a bath with clothes on? What the heck? And there's also bubbles coming out of it. <laughs> All right, so now the bald guy has showed up. I think her affair of the bald guy is getting real deep because he's in her music video now. She's in the outfit from dying on the treadmill, and she's running on the treadmill with this face of utter seriousness. We have saw Paul Martin taking sell a punch from Morg's mom. Alright, I can't watch this anymore. I'm sorry. But um one thing I want to say is um Kanye so far it's too late for him to get on the ballot for a lot of states, but his policy sounds pretty epic. He basically wants to model the cab like the cabinet after like the Wakandan throne room, where like 
each like think of like each of like the different like tribe weirs like inside Wakanda is like a cabinet member and like they all come to like King T'Challa or like President Kanye and like so it's like I kind of wish Kanye would win the presidency but I don't know what do you think on that Josh I think it would just be like the meme of the century and also no, it would be as, the meme of the entire history of the world if he wins president like that would be the biggest meme of like yeah. all, like no meme could time. ever top that also like the country went I don't think like the country would like die though because, like, yes, he's gone a bit crazy recently, but it's, like, there's enough cabinet members and people in Senate and Congress that could, like, limit his power. So, like, I kind of am, like, Kanye 2020. Let's do it. Alright, um... Yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm kind of scared because I, like, I have no clue what to expect if Kanye wins. But at the same time, I, I, I'm really, really intrigued. I want to know what's going to happen. Yeah, um, I'm looking through Morgz Bump's channel, and I found something from two years ago that we are now going to watch. Allie teaches me Fortnite, noob to pro. Morgz Mum being taught Fortnite by Allie. So it's basically Morgz teaching his mom how to be cancerous, and then Allie teaching Morgz's mom to be even more cancerous, which means that this video has extra cancer. All right, this should be pretty great. I'm tired of seeing these Valorant Phase Clan ads. Stop it! I'm surprised Ali A is even in a Morgz video. Wait, sorry, like, what? I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that Ali A would be the kind of person to be in a Morgz video. Nah, he's pretty cringy. He's lost. I really appreciate it. Do you think that I've got what it takes to beat Morgan? I think, honestly, from what I've seen, yeah. Morgan, you have the potential to beat Morgan again. Definitely. Oh my gosh. Hello, team mom, and welcome back to another video. Today's gonna be amazing. The computer's at half volume. This is like ear rape on full volume. Yeah, I spent Allie at GameStop because we're both British. We have the same GameStop to go buy V-Bucks cards. All right, let's get right into this video, mom gang. Exciting thing about this video is that Vodafone have invited me to a family boot camp in London. I'm going to go there. Are you really just sponsoring stuff? I don't want to watch this Morgz mom. I'm here for the gaming. All right, what's this? Wait, why is Morgz here? I want Allie! <laughs> Hashtag, where's Allie? Bring back Allie. <laughs> All right, fine. We're missing the Allie training. We're just going to watch Morgz Bomb wreck him at Fortnite. She knows Fortnite lingo. Fortnite, 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 Fortnite. We like Fortnite. We're not playing Minecraft Morgz, Mum. You have to get guns in this game. What is the first thing you 
Does she have a name? Or is she just Morg's mom? I don't know. I only feel I'll look up her name. I just like calling her Morg's mom. This is honestly horrible. I watched your sleigh. Alright, Morgan's mom is sky basing now. Also, can I say the look on her face during like I'm doing it, I'm doing it, and Morgan. All right, we we have to hear that on max volume. I'm sorry for everyone's speakers, but all right. <sighs> Don't quote that mouse. You're watching Morgz's mom. This music is so bad too. That was pretty great. Honestly, we've never really tapped into this well of Morg's content, so I feel like that's something that maybe we'll want to look into in the future. Ethan, you realize that if Mor if Morg's is in your podcast, no one will watch it because he's just too cancerous, right? That's true, but we have some good sound bites from him at least. So I will work on a soundboard. Hopefully next week we will just have sound bites I can randomly be playing throughout the podcast. Joshua, do you have anything else to add? Um, maybe like, uh, Batman. <laughs> yeah, I'll get one of those. <laughs> Alright, um, Owen, thank you for coming on the pod. Do you want to plug, like, Instagram or something? No, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, no one listens to our show. Alright, bye. Thank you for listening.